What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hope nobody ever told you this show wasn't here to inform. We get a YouTube comment from Mike Ice. Hi, Mike Ice. Great name, Mike Ice. Popped on at the perfect time. I was just at the zoo yesterday, and my kid's favorite part is under the desert dome with the alligators. We noticed that the white alligator wasn't in his area. Yep, he's just recovering from getting quarters removed from his tum-tum. Because the rubes throw quarters in there. Yep. Drop random. Oh, wee! That'd be fun. What happened? What would happen if an alligator ate a quarter? Hey, check it out. Maybe that gator gonna eat my quarter. Turns out nothing would happen. <laughs> Until he gets $7 worth of quarters inside of him and then has to be surgically removed. At his annual checkup. Hey, caught him early though, right, Josh? That's right. Good That's thing he didn't catch him before he got $9 of quarters in there. Early detection is key. <laughs> All right, today the uh, college football playoff committee uh, unanimously revised the qualifying criteria for the upcoming 12-team event. People forget we have a 12-team playoff this year. Quarter for me. <laughs> right there. Insert one into... Into the jar. Into the jar. Not the habitat for the alligator. It'll be the five highest-ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest-ranked teams as determined by the committee. Uh, Mark Keenum, who is the president of Mississippi State and the chair of the board of managers, says this is a very logical adjustment for the college football playoff based on the evolution of our conference structures since the board first adopted this new format in September of 2022. There are modifications, as you have seen. We were originally going to go for six and six, and now you know the six highest-ranked conference champions, thus leaving a spot for the little guy designated for the little guy and now we have five and seven now it also comes off the heels of the pac-12 exploding into smithereens and fading into the dust like Whoa. men's underwear <laughs> but only well after the same amount of time probably. After, after the same amount of time um under the 12 team format that begins this fall. The four highest-ranked conference champions will be seeded one through four, receive a first-round bye, whilst teams through seeded five through twelve will play each other in the first round on the home field of the higher-ranked team. Um, that's our new format. It is official. It is done. So Matt Rule has some thoughts. Matt. Matt Rule. Oh, I know. I know him. So Tom Chattel had a very fun time in Matt Rule's office over the over the or whenever he did this maybe it was last week um discussed many things including the things that are in his office there will be more coming from this NIL and and Dylon and Dylon and now a college football playoff story here's some things from Matt Rule oh, I, I shall read it to you from Chattel first my conversation with Husker coach Matt Rule, he indicated he would be against playing non-conference games against Power 5 teams. There's a scheduling 
component that goes to this, obviously. With USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington joining the Big Ten in 2024, it doesn't make sense, Rule says. Quote, in a year where you hope to play 15 or 16 games, why would you elect to play a really tough game early? A couple years ago, if I had told you we were going to play Oregon and Washington in non-conference games, you'd say, holy smokes. Well, now that's in the conference. I think personally, with 18 teams in the Big Ten, you should give yourself the best chance with your scheduling. I don't think Matt Rule is alone in this conversation amongst college football coaches. I would imagine this is how it's going to be. So, for for a variety of this now for for a majority of the sport. Now, there are still some games that are still going to be non-conference games that are rivalries that you have to get Iowa Iowa State, right? That you that you still want to do every year Power 5 versus Power 5. Um Although we should probably come up with a better phrase than Power 5, I guess, at this point. Everything's changing right before. I'm going to use Power 5 until further notice, I guess, at this point. Um, Nebraska does have non-con games with Colorado, Cincinnati, Tennessee, Arizona, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State on the docket. Um, But, Chattel writes, the games with Colorado for this year, Cincinnati, of course, that game is going to be an Indy. Next year, 25, um, those will go on because those have been kind of, you know, signed into formality at this point. But the home and home with Tennessee, Arizona, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they may just go away at this point. And this is where we ask you all, people have takes on this today. What do you think about soft-ass non-con scheduling (laughs) for Matt Rule? Matt Rule handshake meme, Scott Frost wanting to get out of football games. Oh. <laughs> I mean, not wrong. Scott Frost ahead of his time. You hit the, many are saying this. So I, I, I think there's a couple different ways you you can approach this. I personally like when Nebraska has a big non-conference game. Right. Is it, it advantageous for them to have a big non-conference game? Nope. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. You, you could make an argument that it is. Obviously, you have to win it. Mm-hmm. But if everybody, if we're in this world where everybody's playing nine conference games and they're all tough every single week in the Big Ten and the SEC and we're trying to jockey for playoff position, maybe playing that one extra game with that one bigger win could ultimately get you into the playoffs. And it could it, it could ultimately say, or or at the very least say, here's what this team is. What does Texas get into the playoff this year without beating Alabama? Okay. In the non-con. That happened in the non-con. People forget they're they weren't in the same conference this year. I know it's hard to follow, but they were not in the same conference this year. They played okay. out of conference. I, I was but like Texas resume was enhanced mm-hmm. by the fact that they beat Alabama in the non-conference. Part. I was gonna say there isn't a lot of strength of schedule talk. But if you do beat but, but, a, a perceived team like that, then yeah, it's it's going to help your resume. But now, Josh, we're going into a world where there are seven at-larges. Mm-hmm. There, there are seven wild cards that are getting into this playoff, meaning there's more room to have the conversation and there's more gray area yeah. in what resume... Like, we could see a two-loss team be ranked ahead of a one-loss team. And the seeding matters. Do you want a home game? You know? 
right? So, like, are, which side of the bracket do you want to be on? So I, I think that part of it should probably be thought about, too. Now, from the perspective of, hey, look, man, we just we want to win games. I, I totally get it. I, I totally get it. I, we we want to win games. Um, but I also... Um, win 10 or 11, let the rest sort itself out. I also However, ha- you got to get to 10 or 11. I have... I mean, I view it from my point of view, too, which is basically the fan side of college football. Um, I understand that Matt Rule has a job to do, and they're trying to figure... But I, I also view it from, like, I, I want to play... I want to play the regional rivals. I want to play K-State. I want to play Colorado. I want to play... It's fun. I want to play Kansas. I want to play Missouri. I want to play <laughs> Texas if they ever wanted to one day. Like, I would love those games. I think they'd be really fun. And I think it's still a... It, it's a part of college football that's probably going to dissipate and slide away in the 12-team playoff era. But it we we view college football in a in a very, like, 2007, 2002 world, whatever it was. And I like that. I like that version of college football. I like that you went out and had these random matchups outside of your conference. To Rule's point, we get random matchups inside conference now, and it's, you know, there's no, there's going to be no sense on what's normal and what's abnormal now. So I, like, I hate to really straddle the fence on this one, but I kind of am. I, 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 I understand it from both sides. I think it's okay. Like, obviously, yeah, it's more fun to play Colorado or, oh, my gosh, what, how fun would a Nebraska-Texas game be? But if it, it is, it's not really all that advantageous to, to play it. I mean, you just got to get the required number of wins to get in the field, and those games oh, don't see, necessarily help you do that. I, I, I don't know that I agree with that, Josh. Like, I think it is advantageous for you to schedule those games should you win them. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you win them. Obviously, it gives you a better, you know, a bigger chance to lose them. But then we get into the conversation about, you know, who's who against what. And is Nebraska's 10-2 and two viewed the same as Georgia's 10-2? and two? Right? Sure, sure. Who gets, who gets, now it depends on who you beat, but let's say the resumes are similar, right? Both have ten, you know, you know, maybe a couple good wins in there, um, and then their losses are equally fine, right? They both lost to top twenty-five mm-hmm. teams twice. Then we get into the conversation about okay, which team is better? You know, we get into the eye test conversation, which which is still there, and then we get into politicking and and all the stuff that sure. that still existed in the but in the first version of the college football playoff. Really, I'm sorry. Nebraska's not there yet. Just get in. They're not in the well. We but, but that's we, what I'm saying, Josh. Cornerstone like, win. Would to, eleven and one Nebraska? Would they? Would they tell you that eleven and one Nebraska with a whole bunch of be, not good wins be viewed at be viewed upon well enough mm-hmm. to make the playoff with what they did on their resume, which is not let's just say for the sake of the argument, not much. N- certainly nothing out of the non-con in this in yeah. this situation. You, you, you gotta you gotta get yourself in the conversation. I mean, I I guess one win over. I hate to keep using Texas, but one win over Texas is probably quicker than soft ass non-con. That's what I'm saying. And, okay, that's what I'm saying. I, I think I think coaches 
have um, like the good wins will come in the back half of the schedule. Now, now we also look at this from the perspective of resume, right? Coaches don't. You're, I, I don't think coaches are thinking in the way of resume. They're trying to math together. They're trying to piece together a schedule in a way that they can. Mm-hmm. Do I love the idea of Nebraska getting three nice little, nice little slides yeah. like we right uh-huh. into your first conference game against Wisconsin or whoever it's uh-huh. going to be? Yeah, I do love that idea. I got for get- piecing the schedule together. But do I want to see a good game in the non-con? I, I do. Partly because, I, and we can talk about it from a football perspective too, I want to see where they're at. You know? We're going to test, like, what, what do we know about them? If, I, they go through, if they go through their first seven games this year, and they're 7-0, and then they go into Ohio State, what do we know about them going into Ohio State? Not a whole lot. But, Not a whole lot. But if i got to get to 11, and I've got Ohio State, Iowa, Wisconsin, like, I... I need to know I'm getting some some wins here. The the strength of schedule is is going to balance itself out on the back end when I'm playing a Big 10 murderer's row. That's probably of, true. Of teams. That's what Tony says on the YouTube. He says Big 10 wins I believe would balance out the bad mm-hmm. non-conference and, schedule. And I see people on Twitter saying, "Well, you know, if you, if you're scheduling UTEP every year, I just don't think the sellout streaks going to keep going." You that's know what? not true. If, that's not if, true. if you win games, yeah, that's not true. It becomes a hot ticket. I, I seem to remember Nebraska having no problems selling out against Pacific I think, and all those garbage teams that don't exist anymore. I think coaches are looking at it a little bit too simplistically when they say there is absolutely no upside to scheduling a good game. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Th- that's what I'm saying. I'll meet you there. Like, sure. That's not true. <laughs> that's there's th- that's them saying. The risk is not worth uh-huh. the reward. I think that's where I'm at. Is the risk of losing a close? Let's we'll just keep doing the Nebraska Texas mm-hmm. thing since it's a non-con. The risk of losing the game to Texas, even though you're probably in a situation where you weren't going to make it as an AQ anyway, you weren't going to win the Big Ten, mm-hmm. right? You're going to be a wild card team. Like, look at how we view it in basketball. Losing close on the road to Illinois makes you go up in the net. Okay. <laughs> Losing yeah. close to Texas, I like. I think that you know, if Texas is, you know, the number one team in the country, number number five team in the country, whatever it might be. But if if they're viewed positively by the committee and they're a playoff team in their own right, Nebraska plays them in the non-con. They either win the game or they lose by less than a touchdown. Hey, they really fought. They really competed in those games, and they take care in their taking care of their business elsewhere. Like, we get a lot more room. We get a lot more margin for error in that conversation. Now, if they go get blown out by Texas, that's on you. I expect Nebraska to be in a position sure. going forward, and, like, this is where we get into what are you scared of. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Nebraska should be in a position to feel like they're going to go get wrecked by anybody. That's my expectation of this coach. That's my expectation of Nebraska as a football program. I don't want them to be scared of anything because, I, I like, we need to – we need to remove ourselves from the terrors of the last decade plus. No, we do. It's going to be really difficult. But I think it is. I, I want you know, like they need to go into some of these games feeling good about themselves, not like holy crap, what's Ohio State going to do to us today? How badly are they going to violate us? With right. O- they need to go into that game confident. Right. With only seven at-large bids there might not be 
room for well a, a a close loss to a to a good team that's better than them is is fine. Come on in our tournament. So what's the risk? <laughs> like what I'm saying is mm-hmm. it's not as it's not as um it's not as big of a risk and it's it definitely does have upside more so than what coaches will tell you. So I, like I said, I, agree I, I don't that. I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. I don't mind how Matt Rule is approaching it. I don't mind how Nebraska is going to approach it going forward. I think I'd prefer it the other way just because I'm a viewer of the game and I like non-cons. Sure. And I like, you know, cool, fun non-conference matchups while understanding that we're going to get a lot of it in the conference anyway. Lord you know? knows it's easier to do this job when you're playing Colorado than when you're playing UTEP <laughs> yeah. or North Dakota. It sure is. That's that, no doubt about it. My perspective on it matters here. Like, I'd rather talk about that game than mm-hmm. the than Northern Iowa. No doubt. I'd rather talk to that monster tiger <laughs> than whoever's covering it. I imagine you will a couple of times <laughs> this year, Connor. I, I imagine so, too. We got to. We gotta fire up that train. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel tweets in. Hello, Joel. On the uh, on the Twitter, the X. That's where you tweet. Matt Rule is sounding like the type of guy that would try and back out of the game with Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I mean, if you read Chattel's column, um, you know, he's basically saying, "Hey, what we do in the Big Ten is enough." I, right, and and. I don't disagree with that. I don't know that he's. I don't know that he's scared of any of these non-conference games. I don't want to see him. I like. I. I. I want to see Nebraska play Oklahoma. I think that'd be great. I know it's hard to project, but can you project like, okay, can we schedule a power conference team that just isn't going to be all that great? Like, not a. We're not going to go play Vanderbilt or anything, but maybe we go play like I don't know, like BYU or Cincinnati. Why not get a premier one in there? But- that's just that's just for me though. Um, I'll, I'll continue reading in the story. So after he talks about hey these these Tennessee Arizona Oklahoma Oklahoma State series mm, they might slide off there. Chattel writes given recent expansion in conference it's it's not hard to imagine either um, other SEC and Big Ten schools doing the same thing. Quote the schedules are way way more challenging. Rule said. An 11-0 season at Penn State in 1994 is like going 10 and two now, but and that's that's true. But 10 and two will make you the playoff now. Right. Like we need to kind of adjust our brains mm-hmm. so you don't have to go undefeated every single year. He says, "Quote: Think about the conference we're in now. We're going to be playing the best of the old Big Ten, the best of the Big 12 slash Big Eight, and the best of the old Pac-12. College football is going to be all about getting to the playoff, getting to the tournament." Then it's, how do I get there and have a home playoff game? Rules plan, everyone in the conference should abide by the same scheduling rule. Maybe that means Big Ten and the SEC. Rule says, quote, I'd like to play local Division One teams. We're playing Northern Iowa this year. Those are kids from our region. Those kids maybe grew up watching Nebraska. I just want to be consistent. If they say everybody's playing one, fine. I just don't want Nebraska to hurt Nebraska. I want to do the same thing Ohio State, Northwestern, and Auburn are doing. That's the great thing about the NFL. Everything is consistent. Now we're going to a playoff model. The best thing we can do is give ourselves a chance to get to the playoffs and be a team that's peaking and have a chance to knock some people off without 
um, and go win the thing. That's all global stuff. My job is to get this team to a bowl game. That's the next step. Right. That's what Matt Rule said. Once again, so he's taking the perspective of since there are no guardrails on this, since they're not designating one non-conference game for us to be against another power team or an SEC, since there's no, let's say, SEC Big Ten challenge, right? Right. Yet. Since mm. since there's none of that yet, we're going to take what they're what they make us do, which is nothing. They don't make us do anything right. except for play the conference games that we have on the schedule, which are already hard enough. And he's saying that because the SEC is doing the exact same thing. Is that what? And that, to that, I, I understand. Is that what that SEC bye week where they play the the, the FCS teams designed to do? Highlight local teams. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they tell themselves yeah. in the South? Quite the highlight. All right, welcome into the uh, welcome into the ball game, everybody. You are looking live at Alabama in the Citadel. It's always the Citadel. It's sixty-two to three going to the fourth quarter. How about the Citadel? They got a good program over there, we're just down the road. That's a good program. Good coach. That's why they're here. Uh, today wasn't going to be their day, but I like their I like their direction. It was uh, a short drive, and they got a paycheck. I like where they're headed. Travis on the Equal Bank inbox. Hi, Travis. Let's take a break and get to the Marinas here. I think with the playoff expanding, the risk of non-con games has gone down. Now there are going to be a lot more two-loss teams making the playoffs. Zach emails about the financial benefits. He says the financial benefit of the payout for the team uh, for being a team that makes the college football playoff far outweighs any whining that the fans slash media might have had about playing a top-tier non-conference game. Yeah, but what I'm telling you is that there is there is scenario there are scenarios that exist that if you don't play one of those teams in the non-con, you may you, you might be like Nebraska basketball and you got 18 wins in the season and meanwhile they're sitting over here you got a bunch of good wins and they're they're talking about your non-con strength of schedule sitting at 326, right? There'll just be a lot more room to pick at that. But so many people on that big red overreaction told me how great a win against Oregon State was. <laughs> it really helped me get through the night. Josh hates Nebraska ball. <laughs> Once again. All right, coming back. The Jays and UConn tonight at the Chai. Um, maybe we'll go down memory lane with Matt DeMarinas a little bit. Ooh. What are some of the loudest games that he can remember? What are some of the most intense games that he can remember? Creighton has been an underdog at home This will for the 22nd time tonight in the history of that building. Can they win for the ninth time? Uh, we will get the breakdown with Matty D next on 1620 The Zone.